Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 5 Lions, Panthers, and Bears. Oh, no, said Maria. He's not here. It's no big deal, Maria, Chris said. We'll probably see him again later. Like where? Maria said unhappily. There are a lot of places he could be. On the beach? At the park? It'll be like trying to find a mole in a molehill. Chris laughed. I don't think you're saying that right, and I don't know where we'll find him. We'll just have to keep our eyes open. What's that noise? asked Maria. Sounds like a car horn honking, said Chris. He looked at Maria. That's Dad's signal for us to head to the car. We'd better hurry. How was everyone's day? asked Mr. Vargas as the family settled in for the night in their yurt. Great, exclaimed Chris, Maria, and Yo-Yo. Are we going to the beach again tomorrow? asked Maria. That depends, said Mr. Vargas. Depends on what? Chris asked. On what you choose to do, Mr. Vargas replied with a smile. We can go back to the beach, or we can go pet a baby bear cub. Pet a bear cub? squealed Maria. How fun! Or would you prefer to hold a chocolate skunk? Mr. Vargas teased. Ah, come on, Dad, scowled Chris. There's no place around here to do that. So what are we going to do tomorrow? Mr. Vargas looked right at Chris as he spoke. We're going to go to Wild Animal Park and pet a bear cub and a skunk, he answered. You mean there really is such a place? Chris asked. That's what the man I met on the beach today told me, Mr. Vargas said. He said it's one of his kids' favorite places to go. What do you think? Should we check it out? I want to go, exclaimed Maria. Me too, echoed Yo-Yo. I guess I'll go too, Chris said. I just hope that man knows what he's talking about. The next morning, the Vargas family piled into their car and headed south toward Wild Animal Park. Turning off the main road, they pulled into a dirt parking lot in front of a high wood fence. A small gift shop in front of the fence was the entrance. This is it, Chris asked. It doesn't look like much. The man told me it wasn't real fancy, said Mr. Vargas, but that it was the kind of place your kids would beg to come back to. Looks more like I'll be begging you not to make me go, Chris replied, rolling his eyes. Mr. Vargas ignored his comment and guided the family to the entrance. As Chris stood waiting for Mr. Vargas to purchase the tickets, he looked around the small gift shop. It was crammed with all kinds of animal souvenirs, t-shirts, stuffed animals, posters, postcards, and miniature plastic and ceramic animals. Next to the cash register counter was a large wooden door on which the words, Enter Here, were painted. Today we have four-week-old baby bear cubs to pet, said the lady at the ticket counter, and we have other animals at our petting shed. We will announce over the loudspeaker where and when to meet our animals up close. Enjoy your visit, she added with a smile as she opened the wooden door. A short sidewalk led to a small metal gate. Passing through the gate, they came to another gate. As Chris and Maria went through the second gate, they were surrounded by bleeding pygmy goats. One of the goats butted Chris's leg. Hey, what do you want? Is this a wild animal park or a farm? Chris mumbled. I think she's hungry, giggled Maria. She's checking to see if you have any food. See, the other people are feeding them goat feed that they bought in the gift shop. Aren't they cute? Forget the goats, Chris said. I want to find some wild animals. As Chris walked down the path, he saw a chimpanzee in a huge cage beside him. It grinned at Chris, then leaped into the air and landed in a hammock. Across from the chimp were two black panthers. Cool, Chris said. Then he thought, they're so close I could almost touch them. I think I'll try. Then he noticed a sign that said, keep fingers out of the cage. Well, that's dumb, thought Chris. These panthers are probably just as tame as the other animals here, only bigger. 
It sure would be fun to touch one. Here, kitty, kitty, Chris called softly as he stuck his finger through the wire fence that surrounded the outside of the cage. One of the panthers looked up and started walking toward the front of the cage. Hey, a voice shouted, get your hands out of that cage now. Startled, Chris pulled his hand back and quickly stepped back from the cage. Chris turned to see who had yelled at him. There stood Maria, hands on her hips, staring at him. Chris, she exclaimed, what are you doing? Oh, it's you, muttered Chris. You wrecked my fun. Fun, Maria sputtered. You call sticking your hand into a panther's cage fun? Oh, they wouldn't hurt me, answered Chris. They're probably tame. Tame? You don't know that, said Maria. Didn't you see the sign? Yeah, but I... You didn't trust what I said, Maria said. How can you be so... Chris! Maria! called Mr. Vargas. Come on back. We're going this way. Chris and his sister ran to catch up with the rest of the family. They passed by the camels and the buffalo and a large area that held a grizzly bear. Now that's one big bear, Chris said, pointing to the huge furry form sleeping in the warm sun. As the rest of the family gathered around to look, an announcement came over the loudspeaker. Attention, park visitors, come and see and pet our lion cub, Sheba. Sheba and her trainer will be in front of the petting shed. The Vargas family hurried over to where a small group of people had gathered. A man holding a big chain started to speak. Good morning. My name is Jim. I'm Sheba's trainer. Sheba was born and raised right here at this park. She is used to being around people, but she is still a wild animal, and she is very strong. Maria nudged Chris. See? That is why I use a thick chain for her leash. She could easily break a leather one. Sheba is 11 months old and already weighs 90 pounds. When she is full grown, at three years, she will weigh 350 pounds. Some people think Sheba looks like a big kitty. They think they can pet her like a house cat. Don't. Keep your hands away from her face. Pet her on her back. You'll be able to feel her soft fur, but won't have to worry about her snacking on any of your fingers, Jim said with a grin. Sheba would like that, but I don't think you would. Now let's have one family at a time come up and pet Sheba. Remember, keep your hands away from her face. She's so soft, exclaimed Yo-Yo when it was their turn to pet Sheba. Ooh, she is, agreed Maria. She feels like Jenny's cat, Butterscotch. I bet I could scratch her on the top of her head without her doing anything, Chris thought to himself, and I'm going to do it. When Jim the trainer turned his head to answer someone's questions, Chris quickly moved his hand to Sheba's head. Quick as a flash, Sheba lunged at Chris's hand. Hey, what's going on here, Jim called as he jerked Sheba quickly away. Sheba was upset, so Jim pulled her back from the people and tried to calm her down. Looks like someone wasn't listening to what I said. We have rules at this park to protect our guests and our animals, he said firmly but kindly. We have earned the animals' trust. People need to trust the things we tell them to do or not do. Chris stared at the ground as the man spoke. Then he felt his father's hand on his shoulder. Chris, I want you to stay with me the rest of the time we're here, said Mr. Vargas. I don't think I can trust you to be off on your own. Okay, Dad, Chris mumbled. On the way back to their yurt, Maria and Yo-Yo chatted excitedly about all the animals they had seen and petted. The Arctic fox, the bear cat, a raccoon, a chocolate skunk, and a pair of four-week-old bear cubs. Chris was quiet as he sat watching the scenery out the car window. When they pulled into the parking place in front of their yurt, Chris noticed someone going into the yurt next to theirs. When the man turned, Chris couldn't believe who it was. 
The story you've heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 12, Mystery of the Abandoned Lighthouse, written by Suzanne Grant Purdue and Grant Purdue, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.